Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Christian Conservative Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a few different topics. Once again, I have a pretty loaded episode, uh, so let's go ahead and jump right into it and get into our first topic here. Um, first thing we're going to go ahead and talk about is the Andrew Cuomo uh, with his apologies. Um, I did watch him a little bit yesterday, and um, I wanted to watch it all, but I, I, I just couldn't. He, um, the way he was apologizing, uh, to me, it was just a poor excuse of an apology. Um, it didn't even really seem like an apology. It more seemed like he was just trying to, uh, get out of it and try to make himself not look as bad as it really is. Um, he did say sorry a lot. Um, I think like something like 17 times, um, he said sorry. Um, but, um, here's the deal. And during it. He even claims, quote, you know, this is a quote from from him, claims he never touched anyone inappropriate. Yesterday during his apologies, he said it multiple times, I never touched anyone inappropriate. Hmm. Pretty interesting when uh, I see a photo of you grabbing this young lady by her head on both with both your hands up there, like on the side of, of their head as if you were going to move in and give like somebody like, like a real passionate kiss. You know, he grabs this person's head and then ask and then ask if he can kiss her. I mean, I, I who in the hell does that? Who grabs somebody's head and then asks them if they can kiss them? I mean, at that point, you might as well just go ahead and do it all in one sweeping motion. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just it's just unbelievable that, you know, obviously he's he's not sorry for it. If he's willing to make this kind of claim that um, he never touched anybody inappropriate during his uh, or for his time as being a governor, uh, which is absolutely um, ridiculous and nothing but a straight out lie. Um he also says he's sorry for making people feel uncomfortable and didn't mean it in that way. Um, so he, saying he meant it in a very playful way and that's just how he is. That's how he interacts with people. It's no big secret, you know. That's what he was trying to say and to get across. Um, but it's just very weird to me how he also says multiple times during his apology statement that he now understands like what the hell you mean now you understand it it something has to be brung out in the media and like everybody talking about it and covering it for you to understand what you did is wrong like you don't have no morals as a normal human being like you you got a couple daughters of for yourself you know you have daughters for yourself and you're treating women like this this is absolutely ridiculous like how would you like it if somebody treated your daughters the way that you've been treating these women that have worked for you i mean you're supposed to be a highly ranked official and highly trusted person you should not be acting in this kind of manner manner it's absolutely ridiculous i think he needs to be removed from office and to never be allowed in uh, government ever again uh, because clearly he doesn't get it he just doesn't get it or that or he's just trying to make everybody think that he's just some idiot i mean if you're making these kind of claims that you, that now you understand what you did was was wrong and that all all the things you've said and done to people you've never meant it in an uncomfortable way uh you you know you just meant it in in a very playful way well i mean like oh man 
who goes around kissing people now which brings me to my next point that he says he says that that's that's his custom is very custom in um in his family and while he was growing up and how he entered how he interacts with people he says he's always touching people and giving people kisses apparently that's just how he interacts he also said that it's part of the italian way to interact with people is to give them a hug and a kiss when you see them um which is is true uh you know i'm i married into an italian family and um i can tell you that they don't do that uh but i can tell you that growing up um in a hispanic family because uh, my stepmom was hispanic um so it's very customary in their culture to give somebody a hug and then, you know, you just kind of give them a little kiss on the, on the cheek, you know, they kiss you on the cheek while you kissing them on the cheek type, type of deal. Nothing, nothing sexual about it. Nothing flirtatious about it. It is just simply that way of saying hi, but what he's doing is absolutely not that you don't grab somebody by the head and kiss them on the on the lips that is not customary in any culture that i'm aware of definitely not in the italian or the hispanic culture for sure um it's more or less a little peck on the cheek from uh the two people at the same as that time not kissing people on their lips so he can say whatever he wants to say but that's absolute bs he's lying about it um, and definitely making it sound um, more in his favor than than what it it should be. Uh, you know, I also seen a video of him um, teasing somebody. Of, of, you know, not really teasing. Uh, that's not the right, right word. Uh, just making uh, very inappropriate uh, comments. Uh, when I seen this video, um, I didn't need to be told that these were inappropriate comments that he was making. It was just very obvious, and it was very obvious he meant it in a different way than he wants people to believe he meant it in. So it looked like they were at a, at the restaurant, right? And I guess he ordered this Italian sausage or whatnot. It's on, on a bun with some onions on it and that kind of stuff. And he orders it for one of the uh, girls there, or maybe they order it. I'm not sure exactly who who ordered it. Uh, but all I know is that is that is that this. Um, I believe it was a younger lady. Um, you know, was gonna eat the the sausage, and he made uh, multiple comments about like, "Oh, that's a very big sausage. Is that gonna be too big for you? Are you even gonna be able to to eat it or get it in your mouth? You know, like, come on now." Anybody knows, especially from a dude standpoint, if you're making comments like that, it is not in any way, shape, or form in a concern if they can eat it or not. You're basically trying to make it into a sexual gesture or joke, and everybody knows that, you know. So, I mean, he can say whatever he wants to say or try to make it sound however he wants to make it sound. But I encourage everybody to go out and watch these videos. Look into Andrew Como's... Um, sorry, Andrew Kumo's um, background. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, doesn't have the, the greatest background. He's also known for bullying people uh, into going with his political views, also calling and threatening people, screaming at them over the phone, uh, basically saying, you know, if you don't agree with me, or if you don't back me up, uh, I'm going to make your political career hell or even come to an end. Uh, so he is, he's very aggressive. Uh, Andrew Como is very, very aggressive there. 
and um yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and leave it at, at that i guess i mean i don't really know what else to, to say about it it's very it's very aggravating you know to me that he's just trying to downplay the whole situation and basically trying to make it not sound as bad as it really is at the end of the day no matter what we got was it two or three people that have come forward now and are claiming sexual harassment allegations against you um with this kind of proof uh, I've worked in corporate America for long enough um, as management that I know that if something like this was ever brung to an HR manager in the corporate America with this kind of evidence, that individual would be fired um, pretty much immediately uh, once this evidence uh, would have come to light. Uh, so I think uh, that a government official or a government figure should definitely be held at least to those standards, if not higher standards. And that is why Andrew Cuomo definitely needs to be either removed from office um, in some kind of way, voted out, impeached. I don't care. He just needs to get out of the office quickly and sooner than later before he can cause any more damage and hurt any more people in the process. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and leave that alone. Uh, I can talk about that all day. It gets me very worked up about this certain individual, especially since, especially since he, you know, this guy, he had the audacity to write a book on the COVID pandemic and on how he did such a great job in this pandemic, basically trying to toot his own horn. Um, you know, people were calling him the, um, uh, basically like the golden icon and everybody needs to be doing what Andrew Cuomo was doing for the um, COVID-19 pandemic. But he was actually killing more people. He was killing people. And forcing people to, to take in these sick individuals without giving them a chance. You know, it's just it's just unbelievable what, what this guy's done. And now all this is coming out. And now he's trying to make it look like it's not that big of a deal. But, you know... What can you say? I mean, I guess Democrats would be Democrats, right? But let's go ahead and move on to some positive news, positive topics here. And that's going to be that Texas um, released yesterday, or at least that's when I heard it. Maybe they released it the day before, but I don't think so. I did hear about it yesterday, and it sounded like that was pretty big top of news for everybody yesterday. And that is how Texas released that they're going to reopen their states. I'm sorry, reopen their, their state and reopen... All of the schools, 100%, and they're also going to do it without a mask mandate. Now, before we start hearing everybody saying, you know, about mask or what now, whatnot, um, all they did is they removed the mask mandate. If you still want to wear a mask, or you feel like you need to wear a mask, um, or you feel like they protect you, then please wear one. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to say nothing to you. Put it on if it makes you feel better. Or if you're um, if you're an elderly individual or somebody with underlying health conditions, then I would maybe um, kind of do what you do now. Just minimize the the amount of time that you have to go out somewhere. If you do have to go out somewhere, um, you know, just make sure you're taking the the, the precautions. You know, wash your hands and all that good stuff. Not touching your mouth. Not touching your 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 eyes or anything like that. Um, they also said, said that, um, schools, it will be up to every district if they're going to require a mask or not in the schools. Um, so I guess we'll find out later 
down the road about that. Maybe they've already come out and said, I'm not too sure. I've been pretty busy this um, first half of the day here. Uh, so I haven't been able to do uh, much uh, news reading or listening here. So, um, But I, 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 I just wanted to touch on that for a few minutes and um, just say that I'm super excited that Texas has finally come on board and has reopened their state and, and people can get back to work and kids can get back into school and they can start living somewhat of a normal life again. Uh, I believe they said that this would take effect um, next Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. So next Wednesday, so uh, about six days away or five days away from now, however you want to look at it, wherever you're located. Time might be different, but it's about three o'clock here in the afternoon on Thursday where I'm located. Um, so that's great. Florida's been open now for a while and we still continue to uh, trend and uh, have less deaths um, or infections than other states that have been locked down this whole time, such as New York or California. So obviously what we do works and, you know, everybody just has to be an adult, right? So, I mean, just make smart choices, make smart decisions, you know, don't don't be don't be an idiot. Uh, and then the third topic I want to talk about is going to be this H1 amendment that uh, I was reading. Actually, I did read this briefly this morning. I had about 20 minutes and I seen this in my email. Um, it's um, was in the Federalist and it's about how this certain individual here in Massachusetts, um, had this amendment put into the H1 bill. Thank God that this amendment was absolutely shot down and voted out um, at the House here. Uh, it was a 302 vote to 125 um, that was voting it out. And basically what this amendment was, was to be able to let 16-year-olds and older vote in federal elections. Um, that's absolutely ridiculous and asinine. There's no way in hell we should be letting anybody under the age of 18 uh, vote um, in any election. I don't, I, don't get, I don't care what election it is. You do not want a 16-year-old voting for your, um, for your um, politicians. You know, for one, they're still kids. You know, yeah, they're older teenagers, but I mean, most of them are not really up to date with what's going on in the politics. They have no idea. All they want to do, the Democrats want to do this because they just want to have somebody else to try to poach and to get and to get votes from. Um, we know their game. We just have to beat them at their game. So I'm super glad that this um, amendment amendment did not get voted in. And Miss Presley uh, of Massachusetts, I'm very disappointed in you and I'm very disappointed that you would even bring this up as a possibility of something that you would want to see get signed into law here. Um, you you know better. You know better. All you're trying to do is help yourself and the whole Democratic Party continue to get um, votes from uninformed and uneducated people. Um, you know, these, these people are still in high school. You know, sometimes these are sophomores in high school. So you're telling me you want a sophomore in high school possibly a junior in high school voting on something federally that's that's crazy absolutely makes no sense at all they're still learning 
high school is when you really learn about you know all the different parts of history that that really changed the world um so that's just again the democrats trying to get that uninformed voter to vote for them and fill their head full of garbage and we are not going to let that happen and we can not let it happen at all and we cannot let this transpire in anything else we can need to continue to shut these bills down and continue to shut these amendments down you know and i'm super glad that not only was it the republican party but there's also some democrats too that voted against this so at least we do have some smart democrats still on that side of the party that have common sense and is willing to say no this is actually too far you're pushing an envelope way too far on this one we cannot get on your side for this so glad to see that Alrighty, and moving on to our last and final topic and that is going to be about how we haven't really seen we seen joe biden so i don't want to say we haven't seen him but we have seen him but we haven't heard from him since he became president right like he hasn't held a press conference by himself since he's been president He's been a president now for about 43 days, 44 days. Whenever you're listening to us, it might be a little longer, but um, right now I'm, I'm airing here a little later, uh, but um, in the day, a little later on in the day here. So as of right now, we're at 43 days. Tomorrow will be 44 days, and yet we have still yet to hear him hold a solo press conference and to let us know what's going on and why he's doing the things he's doing with his administration and for us to be able to ask him questions, right? Like there's a lot of things that have been going on the last 43 days that we haven't heard him come out and talk about. Like prime example, 43 days he hasn't spoke. Well, I think he signed about 45 executive orders. So he's almost signed as many executive orders as it's been since he's held a press conference absolutely ridiculous i want to know why he felt the need to sign that many executive orders right off the bat i want to know why he decided he needed to reverse everything that donald trump did i mean last time i checked i mean when donald trump was in office we were having a great economy um united states was booming until this damn coronavirus came from china until china infected us with this damn virus that brung everything to a halt and Let's not realize, guys, or or let's not forget that even in the height of the pandemic, we still had a pretty decent economy. I mean, yeah, it it was down a little bit, but you're going to be very surprised when we start seeing some new numbers roll out, just how bad our economy has tanked within the last 43 days. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, let me go ahead and do this. The last three presidents... I'm going to let you know how long it took for them to hold a press conference. Um, I was listening to Fox News today, and this is where I got my information from on this. Uh, so if anybody's out there fact-checking me, you liberals, I might be off a couple days, but we're still within the gist. 43 days since Joe Biden has held a press conference to let us know what's going on. He signed seven, um, sorry, 45 executive orders, give or take a couple. We dropped bombs on Syria. Again, I, I believe that's I'm almost 98% positive, almost 100% positive that's who he dropped it on. Um, so we want to know about that, why we needed to drop bombs on them and why you didn't get Congress's permission before dropping the bombs on Syria. And I want to also know why you dropped the sanctions on Iran. I want to know why you're thinking about giving them weapons. I mean, that's just horrible. 
Um, I want to know where you stand on the on the Second Amendment. I mean, there's just a bunch of questions that we have for him that we haven't been able to get from him. And quite honestly, yeah, his press secretary has been holding press conferences and briefings and this kind of stuff. But she's horrible. It's always we're circled back to it. We're circled back to it. I'm tired of hearing that we're circled back to it. I want damn answers. So here we go. President Trump took 27 days to hold his first press conference after being inaugurated, right? Surprisingly, President Obama has the best time and when he reached out to the American people for a press conference. 20 days. 20 days after he was in office, he held a press conference. That's that's pretty good if you ask me. I mean, within the first three weeks, you held, you, you hold a press conference? Nice. I, I, I like it. I like it. George W. Bush, 33 days. So he took a little longer than Obama, took a little longer than Trump, but still is still 10 days less than Biden's taken. And Biden doesn't have no plans to have a press conference until, um, what bill is it he's waiting to to be passed? I I, want to say something to do with the uh, COVID bill or something like that. Once that's fully passed, that's when he's going to be willing to do a press conference and take questions and all this. I mean, it's absolutely asinine. It's ridiculous. I mean, I think about it like, like president Trump, every time he got on a plane or every time he got on Marine one, the guy was surrounded by reporters and had to do like a 20 minute conference. Basically every time he walked out of the damn white house, why doesn't Joe Biden get this same treatment? This is the kind of stuff that I knew that was going to happen when Biden got into office you know, it, it, it's funny how let's attack Trump, let's take up all of Trump's time, you know, but when it comes to a Democrat or Biden, you know, all of a sudden they just get a pass for not telling us what's going on because, you know, oh, they're really busy, a lot of things that are going on, this and that. I don't give a damn. And quite honestly, that's not an, an excuse for me. President Trump was extremely busy. Not only did he have the media going after him, he had, he had the Democrats going out after him. And, you know, and still trying to run a country and he, and he still got a shit ton accomplished more than any other president in U.S. history. He got done in four years compared to eight years. I mean, I don't know what you guys want or what the world wants, but I mean, obviously, uh, Biden is not the option and is not the answer for us. Harris is definitely not the option or the um, president that we need. We need somebody like Donald Trump. If not, we need Donald Trump back in office ASAP. It's not that hard to run a damn country and to run it their correct way without doing shenanigans like they're doing. We need we we need this to end and we need to hear from our president and we need to hear from Biden and we need to hear what's going on and what his actions are and what his game plan is on where he sees us um at the uh, you know 2022 and where he sees us at 2024. You know, I I would like to know what direction our country is going in for the next few years. I I don't know about you guys. I would assume you guys were would want the, the same thing, but I mean, it's craziness. 43 days. Could you imagine if Trump took 30 43 days, excuse me, not 33, 43 days? You know, if Trump took 43 days to address the nation, it, it would it would have been an uproar. You know, more than what it already was. And, you know, just to think about it, that it's okay for Biden to take his sweet ass time. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. We need to pressure. We need to put the pressure on and we need to get our answers. We need to get him out there speaking, you know, and it just goes to, to, to show that he's not running the show. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are running the show. 
I seen something on TV today on the news from 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 Fox where he did um, um, a live broadcast, and at the end of it, we weren't supposed to see it as Americans, but we ended up seeing it. Uh, he basically asked Nancy, "Hey, are we taking any questions or anything like that?" He goes, "I'll do whatever you want me to do, Nancy." Literally quoted, "I will do whatever you want me to do, Nancy." And the next thing you know, that the screen just goes blue, and she ends the uh, telephone call. You can tell it was some kind of Skype or Zoom call or something like that when he was addressing the nation. So that just goes to show you, they don't want him speaking, and they don't want him speaking for a particular reason. And we need to get down to it. We we pretty much know what the reason is, but we need to go ahead and reveal it and show everybody in the United States what it is. And we need to get him out of office in 2024, guys. That's our main goal, and that's what we need to do. 2022 is coming up. Don't lose focus on that. The midterms are very, very important to our future and to the future of the uh, Republican and the conservative movement and to our party. So make sure that uh, we are definitely engaged and ready for the 2022 elections. Make sure we're getting the right people in the right areas to deliver our message. That way, everybody... Um, that hears our message will get it and understand it. Remember, it's all about how you deliver the message. Not what the message has to say uh, necessarily, but it's all about how you deliver the message. And we need to deliver it correctly. It's not a one-size-fits-all type of thing. We need to cater it and we need to tailor it to certain individuals and the, and and to certain categories. That way, everybody hears the message and understands the message and knows what we're about and knows what we're trying to do. Don't forget, guys, the Republicans and the and the conservatives. We are for the working people. We are the working people, and we are the ones that drive America. We need to get back in the driver's seat, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Christian Conservative Podcast. I really appreciate it, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.